You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. It's all very well to laugh at the military, but when one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. That is why we'll always need an army. And may God strike me down were it to be otherwise. Don't stand there, Corbin! Oh, you've never seen the hand of God before! Now, today we're going to do marching up and down the square. That is, unless any of you got anything better to do. Like listening to 80s Revisited as we discuss the meaning of life. That's right, the Monty Python classic part of their roughly, I mean, it's basically a trilogy between Holy Grail, Meaning of Life, and Life of Brian. Basically a trilogy. We'll call it a trilogy. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, good to go. <laughs> anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Santangelo. And with us as always, Jesse Sedgley. <laughs> <laughs> the hell was that from? <laughs> Just a screaming Just... goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were really big like two weeks ago. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Released March 31st, 1983, IMDb 7.5, Rotten Tomatoes 82. Viewers, 89% critics. Again, like we saw last week uh, with Naked Gun, how the uh, critics actually have given it a little more credit, more so than the um, to general populace. Jane Chiomi line of coke or something. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, Which is really odd, especially for comedies, because comedies tend to kind of be like not you know, critically acclaimed. I mean, there are some, don't get me wrong, but they're not like the first thing that comes to mind. When you think of critically acclaimed films. Although... The last two that we've done really deserve it. So, uh, budget was twelve million. Opening was one point nine. Domestic gross fourteen point nine. Couldn't find any worldwide information, but it doesn't surprise me that you know only made about fifteen million over here, especially in the time frame nineteen eighty three, because British humor is very much so an acquired taste. <sighs> Directed. <laughs> Directed by Terry Jones and also McAllister. Terry. <laughs> I wish he was here to talk. (laughs) That would make everything so much better. Uh, But uh, dual director, Terry Jones, uh, also directed Holy Grail and Life of Brian. And, of course, Terry Gilliam, much more prolific prolific director of such films as Brazil, Time Bandits, Twelve Monkeys, Tideland, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, which also starred Python Python alumni Eric Idle, uh, written by pretty much all the Monty Python troupe. Did you uh, mention Brazil? Yes, I did. Okay. I made sure. That was the first one, actually. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> if not, we would have heard K-Van scream <laughs> from here, wherever he may be. Cause, uh, but, of course, the whole Python troop, they're basically the British, the funny, funnier British versions of Broken Lizard. Do you have an example? Not to take anything away from Super Troopers, it's one of the funniest movies ever. Uh, but some of the members, of course, Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, Michael Palin, uh... More the, sort of like the, you know, they're kind of like the comedic Beatles, except there's a lot of them. Uh, but, of course, some of them had 
more prolific. I used that's the second time I used that word today, and it wasn't like my word of the day or anything. More uh, busier post Python careers, let's say. Uh, of course, most people should know John Cleese anyway. Fish called Wanda. Uh, he replaced uh, Desmond, whatever his last name was, from James Bond when he died. The guy that mm-hmm. played Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was only in there for like maybe one or two films, actually, maybe just one uh, before they kind of did the reboot with Casino Royale. But most notably, John Cleese has done a shit ton of voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much any animated feature that has an English person in it, John Cleese is in it. Uh, and also Eric Idle. He's been in a lot of stuff as well uh, outside of Python. A lot of TV, uh, mainly with him. And some voice work as well. But he's, like I mentioned, he was also in Bigger and Munchausen. He was like the Flash, the one that could run fast. Uh, he was also in uh, Casper with Christina Ricci. And also the 80s comedy Nuns on the Run. Which my mom went to Catholic school, she, so she always had like a thing about nun movies. She always my liked to watch them. To Catholic school, couldn't stand so, it. <laughs> that's why she loves the sound of music and Sister where Act. angels go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. There's a nun in it. It's like a shark. My mom, like sharks are my mom. Sh- nuns, nuns are my mom's sharks. Yeah, right. To me, like oh, sharks show. I only watch Sharknado, or you know, I think they don't have a nun week. <laughs> <laughs> on TBN or in, in that the Trinity Broadcasting. <laughs> Welcome to Nun Week. Nun no, Week. Today we will talk about the rosary and the proper way to hold or whatever. Yeah. Or what they call it, channel. habit. It's how you wear your habit. Here's habit talk with Sister Mary Clarence. And then he gets a little crazy and they start <laughs> saying things wrong. You know, get a little uh, blood of Christ. A little too much Fake blood of Christ. Fake documentaries about nuns. Yeah, eventually, you know, by the time it gets to its 25th year, just it's all reality TV and... Yep. Fake prostitutes you paid to switch be to dressed some like other, nuns. Some other Christian channel that's having their <laughs> upstart Protestant Amish week. Here's how you plow. <laughs> Although that's already blown out of the water with Amish mafia. Yep. That, yeah. I, I still can't believe. I don't, I, that has to be completely like made up. That can't be a. It's on right reality. now. It's only three minutes in. We can turn it on right now. Fuck. I'd rather. <laughs> I don't know. I'd do something bad. Do a podcast. Disgusting. Yeah, I'd rather do a podcast than watch Amish <laughs> Mafia. <laughs> but uh, also in like uh, I say, Life of Brian, uh, also starring in The Meaning of Life was Patricia Quinn, who is much, much more well known for her role as Magenta in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and also its sequel, Shock Treatment. But also the recently made disaster piece, which is no surprise because it was directed by Rob Zombie, Lords of Salem, one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Sorry if you like it and you're listening. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> hey, truth hurts, man. I know. People just got to be told. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen this before, Daniel? Wife of Brian? I mean, no, uh, <laughs> see? It's meaning a lie. No, I have not touched it. No. Ever. Oh, I didn't meant to, should have mentioned it earlier. This is, this is our producer's choice. Again, Jesse picked both uh, Naked Gun last weekend, this this week. Uh so they're both on Netflix. We both got to watch them recently. Just and I have to admit, I have this was the first time I've ever watched this movie in total. Mm. I've seen a lot of the different bits, but never together. In fact, the damn Find the Fish thing, yeah. I've wondered for years what that's from. Because I've seen that like like flipping channels. And I want to say it was on Comedy Central. This is before I had DVR to where I could easily see like what the fuck I, what, like, yeah. what is this I'm watching. And I was just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever, this is just bizarre, but I can't. It's like a bad dream. And then watching Meaning of Life earlier this week on Netflix, I was like, oh, so that's what it's from. The fish kind of like, uh, did you remember that game back in the day semen? called Semen? <laughs> <laughs> actually, wasn't it called Caution Semen? Or something like that. On the Dreamcast. Yeah. Actually, I still have that game and still have my Dreamcast. You have a Dreamcast? No. I still got Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mortal Kombat Gold. If 
I got the spawn like, video like game. How badly do you want to keep it in uh, terms of not, <laughs> you know, to let somebody borrow it? Oh, borrow it? Yeah, you can borrow it all you want. If it comes back broken, I'm going to break your fucking legs. No, you're not going to do anything to me. <laughs> Only because you got a kid. I don't, want, I don't want you to be crippled in the backyard. No, one of my favorite series ever is Shining Force. And Shining Force 3 came out on Dreamcast. Only? I mean, yep. it was never... Yep. Well, you might want to see the price on that game first on eBay yeah, before you want to borrow the Dreamcast. It would probably be pretty bad. Oh, cool cover art. Designed for Sega Saturn, if you have a Sega Saturn. That's probably know. more expensive to track down than a <laughs> freaking Dreamcast. Yeah. I actually have my friend Jason yeah, Wilson's it's, Dreamcast. It's actually, he sold it to me. It's it's three games to it. Two Shining Force 3. Really? Yeah. So it's not like, you know... Oh, it's on the... It says it's only oh, on okay. the Sega side. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> Fuck you then. I'll need your Dreamcast. I, I had a Saturn for three days. Really? <laughs> I saved up... I had the money saved up from... I, I want to say... Click on the Saturn. When did it come out? Was it like 898, I, I want to say, maybe? Sega Saturn? Yeah. Oh, I got uh, just click there. I want to say it was 98... Where was it? 94. Oh, in America, oh, 95. Okay, because I was going to say, I thought it was graduation money, but it was something else that I saved up. Anyway, I saved up, bought it when it came out, uh, made the mistake of the game that I got with it. Instead of Panzer Dragoon Saga, or Orta, whatever it was, the real I think one, it was, super rare now. Yeah. I think it's I think Saga. It was, I thought Orta Saga was, the, one was on, the RPG, sort of. Yeah, that's the one on Saturn. Yeah, only okay. on Saturn. Like, one of the still like, stupid expensive to track down. Anyway, got a Saturn, got the black one. Uh because I was racially profiling it. And uh, anyway, the game I got with it was Street Fighter the movie. Oh, my God. One of the worst fighting games ever made. Anyway, because I made a bad game choice, and I don't know why in my 15-year-old life I just didn't think just to bring the game back, I brought the Saturn back and got a PlayStation, which, in all honesty, worked out better yeah, for I would me. Say so. so based on a game, you returned the system? Well, I mean, I want to say I got it at Toys R Us and... I think the only game they had, they had Street Fighter available and like something else. I don't remember why. I just remember I got the game, and oh dear God! <laughs> I mean, it it looks so great because it's digitized actors like a la Mortal Kombat, right? So you know, it's like oh, Street Fighter was like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's played like fucking War Gods. Oh, I hated that game. <laughs> it was terrible. But anyway, people are here to listen. We feel like. As we, uh, but you know, I'm sure you guys rats. are used to our, ta- our tangents. But anyway, uh, you've never seen it before. I've never seen it all together before. What did you think of The Meaning of Life? Um, when we uh, started to watch it, Andrew's, you know, she owns that as well. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't watch this on Netflix. I watched it on DVD. Damn. So you got the commentary and all that. gangster in it. Um, she said, I don't think you're going to like this. <laughs> I would assume she's right. Nope. <laughs> nope, she's not right. I like this movie a lot. <laughs> I didn't think I was. Like, uh, I'm not a huge British comedy fan, mm-hmm. but uh, I enjoyed it. Like, very first scene when they started talking about semen and, and the sperm. <laughs> I, I got such a kick out of it. <laughs> I am a Catholic, by the way. <laughs> so, it didn't bother you me. are a master of your own domain. Yeah, I don't care about <laughs> all that stuff anyway, but... Uh, it's only your religion. <laughs> I don't care about that shit. I don't murder people all the time. No, I don't. I don't no, care if it's made fun of. Yeah, mm. as people should be about their religion, in my yeah. opinion. Except Scientologists who take it. You know, sorry, I can't talk to you. You're an SP. Yeah, I mm. should have just said that to you. Anyway, but like uh, uh, the uh, the the teaching of when Cleese and his wife started. <laughs> yeah. <running> <laughs> That's just really, really funny. Uh, 
uh, what, what was the sergeant? That was, the, to name. me, the funniest part of the movie. Oh, really? Just the, I mean, in the one funniest moment was when he was just that little scene, that two-minute scene. <laughs> My favorite part is probably that song that Eric Idle sings at the piano. About oh, yeah, yeah. That, that little song is like my favorite part of the movie. It's like on a Hangover when he's, what do tigers dream? That's the funny part of the whole movie. <laughs> when they take a little tiger. But um, the Galaxy song was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I kind of was like, eh, was the, uh, the dude that was fat throwing up yeah. everywhere. I was like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, yeah. It's it, to me it was like I agree it was probably the weakest skit yeah. in it. It was still funny, but it was just like <laughs> this 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 John Cleese made the scene. Yeah. He made that skit because his attitude with everything. The sperm mm. is sacred is fantastic. <laughs> Such a children singing. <laughs> we were discussing me and Andrew, I was like, I want she I would hope she has no clue what she's talking about. <laughs> and I think there's something on the trivia That's about exactly that. That's exactly right. So. They had no clue. They even changed the word cock to sock. Yeah. So. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Or they in front of the kids, yeah. which is, yeah, that's very appropriate of them to do. But coming into it, didn't think I was going to like it. Totally wrong. And I'll say this. when I Jesse, you need to pick out movies more, buddy. <laughs> oh, really? The yeah, Shining. Uh, yeah. Evil Dead. <laughs> that's true. You had 55 shots at it. <laughs> Let's see, so that makes my average eight <laughs> percent. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the military gift moment. Oh, so, yeah, really. hey slave <laughs> with his butter. You know, ordered some butter and fifty to, or something. We, like, we, fr- well, we actually got you. We got this before the blah blah blah. Got it. it's actually another watch, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that was very funny. But uh, honestly, when I first started watching it, I never seen that opening like. The short film before, yeah, and I was yeah. watching. I was just like, okay, I understand what they're saying here. Yeah. I just hope it gets better, right? And it does. It gets yeah, it so. Does. I was like, oh boy. I kind of had that same. I know, thought. and I'm thinking like, I know I've seen part <laughs> it was of this kind of rough at the beginning, and it's a lot funnier than what I'm seeing <laughs> right now. Which uh, that has to be Gilliam because he's much as a yeah, director. He's, he's so there. much more. I mean, he's brilliant. He's amazing. But mm-hmm. I, he's sort of like the, I guess the Hunter S. Thompson of film in a way. I mean, it's just. What the fuck am I looking? At? In fact, did mm-hmm. he direct Fear? And, maybe that's why he made yeah, that he connection. Did. He, he did, did direct Fear and Love. Yeah. Yeah. makes sense. Perfect, perfect fit. <laughs> but uh, it just it just kept going and going, and I honestly didn't realize. Although I'd seen many parts to it, again, not seeing the movie as a whole, I was I, honestly some of the th- parts that I saw or like some of the sequences that I'd seen before, like the Mister Cuss, whatever his name was, uh, and the the schoolroom scene. Uh, I actually thought that was maybe from the TV show, or uh, the Flying Circus, I should say. Not so much the uh, meaning of life, because again, I never saw the whole movie, I just seen bits and pieces. Uh, so I was like shocked, I was like, oh wow, I know, I know this, blah, 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 you know, it became a little more familiar. But the, every song was so good, that's the thing that just blew me away. Yeah. Like, I really mm-hmm. liked every song. I mean, by the time it's over, you find yourself singing the chorus. <laughs> you know, it just, it's great and infectious. And also, I was surprised, because I didn't, I didn't think the movie was... Because this is different from Holy Grail, Life of Brian, where it's a kind of more of a narrative, yeah, right. a loosely tied together narrative. But uh, where this is, it's almost like a Saturday Night Live episode or an episode of Flying Circus. It's a, you know a lot of little skits that come together with the meaning of life. Which, however, Jesse, can you find the uh, the song at the piano? Uh, what was the name of it? I have no clue. It's just before, wasn't it before the that? Just right at the end before the uh, fat dude skit. When when he playing it before he, the fat dude walked in? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. Was, was it this? Yeah, it should be at the beginning of that scene. If it's the whole, if it's not, 
Oh yeah, it just finished when he walks in. Oh, it just finished. Yeah, because he's playing it and then it kind of pans over to the door. <laughs> but the thing about Monty Python movies too is that they're all so fun. Like the movies are funny, but the actors because it, it, again, it's like Broken Lizard is a modern day example. They use it's the same people. You know, it's it's very Shakespearean. It's like Shakespearean comedy. They're, I mean, they're in drag. The half of them are in drag the whole half the movie, uh, playing the female roles and everything. But it's just. It just goes... There it is. They're really good with their chemistry with each other. The penis song. (laughs) Let's give a listen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a little number I tossed off recently in the Caribbean. Isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Isn't it frightfully good to have a dong? It's swell to have a stiffy. It's divine to own a dick. From the tiniest little tadger to the world's biggest prick. So three cheers for your Willie or John Thomas. Hooray for your one-eyed trouser snake. Your piece of pork, your wife's best friend, your Percy or your cock. You can wrap it up in ribbons, you can slip it in your sock. But don't take it out in public or they will stick you in the dock. And you won't come back. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) But as funny as this movie is, I must say it's it's the least funniest of the Monty Python movies, Mm. in my opinion. Of course, Holy Grail is the Holy Grail of, I mean, it's absolutely Mm. ridiculously hilarious. Life of Brian is also really I, funny. I like this a good bit. Like, <laughs> I would have to watch Holy Grail again. You didn't like Holy Grail? Or I, I, mean, I, that... I haven't watched it in a while. Like, uh, and I've never watched Life of Brian at all. So. I, th- I want to say I know. I'm pretty sure Life of Brian's on Netflix. I'm not sure if Holy Grail is, but Holy Grail. Like when I was in uh, Holy Grail is one of those again. Would, Comedy Central would play it like later at, in when Comedy Central didn't have all its own program. It was mainly just movies and then random. Mystery Science Theater late at night and some random comedy movies. Mm-hmm. They'd always show Monty Python. The first time I saw it was maybe a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was always the animated stuff I'd always kind of stumble upon. Like, oh, it's nights. What is this? Mm-hmm. And then each time I'd see a little bit more until finally I caught the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And just, that's one of those, like, when I, from being young and then, like, super quotable. In mm-hmm. fact, I mean, and it's so popular, they even have a Broadway musical about it called Spamalot, mm-hmm. which came to Baton Rouge, I think, last year. And mm-hmm. me and Autumn went and saw it, and it was really mm-hmm. good. It's hilarious. I'd like to see him on Broadway when Tim Curry and uh, the dude from Frasier, not Kelsey Grammer, but David Hyde Pierce, yeah. were, they did it on. I think um, Eric Idle was on, in the original Broadway cast too. So it was a huge. It was a you know, of course, when it's on Broadway, you get A-list actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was great. The music, the songs were great, and it was absolutely hilarious. They play a, up a lot what is in the movie, so the fami- familiar familiarity with the movie. <laughs> Makes the comedy funnier. Makes or makes spam a lot a lot funnier because you see where you're going. Uh, you see what they're pulling from and everything. You about you saying asking me something? Oh, I'm sorry. I could save for after show, but I was just gonna mention Book of Mormon goes on sale Friday. Oh, in New Orleans, and that's uh, in October, isn't it? Yeah, just wanted to remind you because you mentioned that last time, yeah. right? Yeah. And little side a, note, personal side note. Since here, my wife doesn't listen go. to her husband's podcast, guess what you're getting for your birthday next month. <laughs> Because she wants to see it, but guess what? Right. So do I. Bam, that's Bam. how you do it, guys. That's, that's, that's a, a good yeah. gift. You like something together, so hey, look what I got you. Yeah, this is for you. I don't <laughs> even want to go. But I'm going to take you. Yeah. God, I wish my woman liked sports. <laughs> 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 Too bad, though. Too bad. <laughs> I know you're feeling. You can't all be like, you know, Jesse does and have like a video wife games. Likes, but hero clicks. She does like, I, I thought you would like and paint Final, houses. I thought you would like Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. If you don't want to play it, I'll play it. Yeah, I got this account for you. It's only one account. Come on, we can just adventure together. It's like Fable. Well, Actually, it kind of is. I mean, it's 
I guess I'll take it, but this was your birthday present. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just gonna you gotta play it up like oh you're just gonna trade it in now? No. No. You keep no, it. No, I'll play I'll, it. I'll, keep I'll it. play I, it. Yeah. That I, guilt I, I gotta on. get some of that money out of it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I can't return it. I mean yeah. Yeah, it's not returnable. I gotta 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 do something. I with opened it and installed it already. <laughs> you're already level four. <laughs> I installed it for you. I even got you started through the so you don't have to grind your early levels. Yeah. It's just waiting for you. <laughs> if only it was She doesn't play any games at all? No, she, she plays does. a ton of games. Yeah, that's But not did. MMOs. Bummer. I could do that for RPGs. Yeah. I could say, hey. Command and Conquer. <laughs> Isn't a good RPG coming out? <laughs> that's RTS, which I know she plays Civ. She loves Civ. Yeah. yeah. She likes Civ and then repetitive kick ass repeatedly games like Dynasty Warriors. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, EQ next. Well, she. That is definitely mm-hmm. like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, it looks it. Um, way better. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, speaking of civilization, like I've never played it. I got that. I got it on my phone back when it first came out, like a while back. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess Civ I got, Revolution. Yeah. I, got, I guess I got pretty far, but I I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I swear to God, like I was just like, I guess I'm progressing. Right. And that's you're, my Civ story. If you're alive, I guess it's all right. I, mean, I played I, a ton of Age of Empires. Um, probably more than any Warcraft. Wow. RTS. I played a little bit. Yeah. I like I liked it a lot. I watched a video of it like once a long time ago to see what <laughs> kind of game it was and I would buy I played it. that game Populous back in the day. It was a pretty good game. Never played that. I played Sim Simi Sim Simi. Sim 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 for like two seconds. I was like, wait, I gotta wait like forever to <laughs> I just wanna like put oh, buildings in. I made in. cities. I made I just I played that game a lot. Yeah. I like the idea of you it. You probably just, did artistic design with it, though. Like, I, I wanted to From put space, this, it made his picture. Plan the city. Yeah, no. Yeah. You didn't just go, okay, there's a block, there's a section. <laughs> I kept running out of no. money. Like, oh, God, I gotta wait, like, till this building makes you gotta make money. money. I know, I was like, I'm so impatient. I'm just I like, I just want to build yet. a heard, city. I heard it was a train wreck, the new one. Yeah, like, right when it released, there was a lot of fuck-ups with it. Yeah. yeah. I like how they eventually added, like, uh, didn't they have Godzilla or something? Like, all sorts of yeah, like, bizarre, like, you know, disaster that Aliens can attack and stuff like that. That's yeah. awesome. Just <laughs> Destroy your for city. It. They need like a you know five minute mode, like those uh, well, play they games them. they have on iPhone. They have like preloaded cities. You could just load up New York and then just destroy it. Hmm. hmm. Might not Perhaps be. I've been too hasty <laughs> with this this game series. But all right, as people came here to listen to Mania of Life, that's more Australian. Sorry. Mania of Life ain't a movie. Crocodile Dundee's yeah, a movie. You sound like Paul Hogan, definitely. <laughs> Hey, it's That's an 80s knife. movie. What is this? Is it a knife? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess we could both say we really like the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me good. ask you this, I suppose. Anyway, of course, we had high praise for Naked Gun last week. Mm-hmm. Now, and of course, you said Naked Gun be in your top three. Mm-hmm. It'd definitely probably be in my top three as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, maybe even top two comedies. If I had to make a list with a gun to my head or something, I don't know. But where would you say, you know, this would fall? Top. You know. I mean, even if is it in any top thing, you know, Not top really. hundred or you know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, saying, I mean, if it's if you race off top hundred comedies, yeah, definitely, probably top fifty comedies. Um, I did, it was just the expectation that I wasn't gonna like this. Mm-hmm. Movie. Oh, me no, uh-huh. I'll try it. Not a big British, and I did like it. So, awesome. Um, but uh, they originally were gonna call it Monty Python's Fish Film, as evident by the caution semen opening. <laughs> right. Uh. Jane Leaves is one, or I forget, I don't know, but the the nanny, not the nanny chick, that's Fran Drescher, uh, on Frasier, speaking of Frasier again. The, Jane uh, Leaves, yeah. 
Yeah, is that, it is leaves. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. leaves or no. It's, I think uh, it's leaves. But she was a dancer in the Christmas in Heaven musical. You know, the one where they're not wearing the real tits. They got the fake tits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, guy, mm-hmm. one of the girls running. She was packing. Oh, that brunette. Yeah, she was Dude, packing. I know exactly which one you're talking about because <laughs> I was watching. I was like, damn, that chick is really, really pretty. <laughs> that's how I want to die. Where, that's where you have a discussion if your wife's watching the same. I wonder how much pain they went through, and you're like <laughs> staring the whole time, like, <laughs> trying to come up with something to make sure you're just not staring at it just because. I don't have to do that because uh, I got my wife a Kindle for Christmas last year. So if I know that I want to get away with something, I just make sure she has her Kindle in front of her. She's staring down. Yeah, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll test her. I'll like I'll be like, damn. And of course, you can't see this at home, but I'm looking you know, to my left, and my wife will be sitting like to see if there's a reaction. Like she looks up, but it never is. So I can. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes I was like, oh, did you see that? That's amazing. Movies. Let's discuss the philosophical implications of the character of that of this. What just happened here with the in the third act? And she's like, what? I'm like, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's why we go see all these old movies at the theater, so she has to watch it and we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, I know, again, like, I, know, I literally can see that scene mm-hmm. in my head right now that you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> That's how impactful it was. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she was one of the dancers in that scene. Uh, it was early in her career and it was her first film appearance. So if it was like, this was a comic book, you know, it would probably be worth a couple bucks because it would be the first intro <laughs> and first appearance of Jane Lee's. Uh, and the only character to appear in all three Monty Python films is none other than the Big G himself. Oh yeah, God. So he's in he's in every one. Hmm. And some, of course, he's in Holy Grail. Like you must find the Grail. Which is a speaking role. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. Oh, like we were talking about with the songs and everything. Sensitive the young actors in every sperm is sacred scene. Uh, they actually say those little rubber things at the end of my sock. The word cock was dubbed on later. <laughs> So the kids all get home and pull off their socks and like, Mommy, what are the things they're talking about dangling off my sock? <laughs> and then that could have led to some bizarre ideas of what they're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> wasn't there. I can't say. Uh, in the Find a Fish sketch, which is the thing of nightmares, uh, <laughs> strangely enough, Terry Jones and Graham Chapman are joined by a green elephant-like water creature, waiter creature that is incredibly creepy looking that was actually left over as in an unseen, unused costume from Time Bandits, mm. uh, which is another great 80s, not great 80s film, but it's a, it's fun, it's good. Uh, and in that same scene, the same sequence, which I mentioned before, uh, it was supposed to represent the weird dreams that you all, everybody kind of has from time to time, but it really doesn't come out that way. It just comes out as, what the fuck did I, you know, it was this popcorn mm. or whatever snack I'm, yeah. or beverage I'm eating laced with something because this is incredibly bizarre. <laughs> Uh, but Terry Gibb later expressed his regret that the aspect wasn't given a little more explanation in the movie because that was the the entire intent was intent of it was just to be representative of a whack ass dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually my dreams involve building a go kart and dodging a T Rex in a lumber yard, mm-hmm. not strange alien things and transvestites and wobbly arm waiters being incredibly creepy. Yeah, although that was an awesome effect, like with his arms. Yeah, definitely holding. And uh, also, that's where Lady Gaga got her style from, was this movie. (laughs) So you're not original Gaga. You totally ripped off the tranny in Meaning of Life. Uh, Where am I? Oh, Graham Chapman opens the door to death in the end end sequence, which that sequence definitely has to be directed by Gilliam because that's the sequence with the uh, Reaper standing. Like, Mm -hmm. what a great shot. I mean, I was just like, that's a... Like, I knew instantly that it had to be Gilliam picking that shot. But uh, well done, directed... (laughs) 
whole movie was. I mean, it, you know, it, it's not easy just to direct, to direct comedy. I mean, you can tell when there's care put into it and a little more thought instead of just, oh, all right, Jim Carrey, make your joke now. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> and then they just roll with it. I mean, sometimes an actor can, can do that, but you can, like, the Fairleys are great at it. Obviously, the Suckers, Naked Gun, Gilliam's gifted. Uh, Judd Apatow's great at mixing drama and comedy, per se. Jay Roach is another good one. You know, did Happy Gilmore, I believe, and I think Austin Powers. The yeah, first he one. did. Yeah, and I think he did Meet the Fockers or the first Who one. Who was the guy that did some of them with with uh, Ventura, Ace Ventura? What was his name? Maybe that was Roach. He too. did Liar Liar. Oh, I don't know that one. Well, Scooch. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're watching the bizarre thing on full screen right now with Gaga. Wouldn't you like to know? It was a lovely little fish, and it went wherever I. Did it's the sofa. And there's Where the can that fish elephant. be? Have you thought the Did anybody find the fish? Around? Is there even a fish? It is the most. Because I was looking for a fish. fish. <laughs> I literally was looking for a fish and I could not find a fish. So if you know where the fish is, be sure to let us know. Oh, fishy, 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 fish. A fish. A fish. A fish. A fish. Look how fucking weird that thing is. <laughs> but, uh. I was watching Graham Chapman open the door for death in that last scene when death walks in, which was a hilarious scene in, in itself. All the, the full first person thing where death is like pointing at people is just hilarious to me. Uh, but anyway, he was the first one to die of the pythons. So he opened the door and was the first to go. And uh, John Cleese has stated that he regards this film as being a little bit of a cock up, and that's his quote. So that's kind of English language. I guess that means, I don't know if that means like a fuck up or kind of what that means in our vernacular. But uh, and all the other Pythons agree that this one film is not in the same quality as their previous two films, which is Holy Grail and Life of Brian. I would disagree. It's just structured. It's just all mm-hmm. in the structure of it that's different. Yeah. It's still it's a little awkward. absolutely. I mean, yeah, definitely. That's a perfect way to describe it. It's, it's awkward, but it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. Not much behind the scenes stuff, unfortunately, because I love that this is one of those movies where I would like to be on the set for just to see like the out, like what what they're doing between takes. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's. You know that there had to be just ridiculously funny things going on. Hmm. But uh, when it comes down to it, what score would you give The Meaning of Life? I'd probably give it around an 8, eight one something like that. Nice. I would give it a 7.5. And Life of Brian, just so just for people out at home, would probably be about an 8. And then Holy Grail would probably be about a 9.5. Just oh so you know. Oh, my. Down, George. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Jesse, you've seen, like I should ask you last week, because I mean, I know you've seen both of them recently. I mean, mm-hmm. in hindsight, what would you give the Naked Gun on the Jesse scale? I don't do Two. a Jesse scale. <laughs> I'll just say. <laughs> Whoa. I think that's the highest rated movie we've ever done. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, but if you haven't seen, like, again, like, this was one that I always, I knew it existed, but. You know, I never, I assumed I'd kind of seen it, I guess, in passing, but never, I truly never did. So it was awesome to sit down and watch it all together. Uh, so definitely haven't seen it. It's on Netflix again, much like the Naked Gun trilogy we mentioned last week. So there's really no excuse for you not to sit down and watch it. And again, if the first sk- sketch kind of strikes you as like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It gets so much better after that. Yeah. Would, in fact, I wish it's I like just cut it out. like a additional short as... Yeah, they even say it's a short, and they, yeah. but then they yeah. reference it again. <laughs> yeah, barely. <laughs> Which was, I mean, it, it, it all ties together, but it's it's just like it, to me, it went it went on a little too long. It's like yeah. this is still going on. There's nothing funny happening. 
a little confused. A little awkward, as Jesse put, eloquently put it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, again, it released March 31st, 1983. Uh, let me see. That's, uh, excuse me. Let me double check my math. On March 25th, six days previous to this movie being released, Motown celebrated its, its 25th anniversary and has a television special, Motown 25. Do you know what's special about the special? Motown 25. Was it when you first saw uh, Michael Jackson do the moonwalk? That's right, Michael Jackson. I can't do fuck Bill Cosby. <laughs> I like Bill Cosby. Not fuck him, but I mean, like, I fuck my impression of Bill Cosby. I don't I can't do it the that's, Jello Squares. That's when he did. I'm good. I suck, too. <laughs> it's, it seems like he'd be an easy impression to do. Before but you it, put the Jello, jello in. <laughs> fuck that fool. I just gonna do Mr. T. Motherfucking Billy Jean. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Michael Jackson was performing Billie Jean and he did the motherfucking moonwalk, fool. Yeah. Pain. Pain. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, Mr. T. I apologize. And Mr. Sorry, Cosby. Bill Cosby. I, I truly apologize. They're trying to do your imitation. To, it just nah, it needs to die in a car crash. Hard to do. Knock on wood. Because we have to drive out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm riding with you. Don't worry. Well, no, actually, passengers tend to die more so than drivers usually. Yeah. Front seat passengers, so sit in the back. You can I drive? No. <laughs> I want to live. I anyway, to live. Time for sports rewind. Fuck the sports rewind. Oh, and anyway. that was <laughs> no sports um, rewind. Rewind. There was really nothing any good that I that I liked when I was looking up sports for the day that came out or birthdays and stuff. So. We're kind of uh, getting to the football season, uh, real football. And a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I talked about fantasy. Who is season there? at the door. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it's just I'm so glad you're here. You make the temperature go down. That's true. Yeah. That's what I always kind of, oh, football season, finally fall. Yeah. But um, you would probably be listening to this podcast on August the 21st, which will be like the middle of the third preseason week which is the one they usually play the most starters for the most time but uh i was gonna give a little in a little uh super bowl prediction early early super bowl prediction i want y'all to give y'all's two okay all right okay anyway saints uh i'm gonna talk a little bit about saints because we're kind of stationed out of baton rouge so saints and lsu football are kind of our thing um Saints can't get any worse on defense, so hopefully they'll step up a little bit from being the worst statistically defensive yards ever in a season. They gave up, but last year, yeah, hmm. ever in the NFL. How about that? Mm-hmm. But um, I think it'll be okay. But anyway, my prediction, and you should like this, is I think Sam Fran's going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think they're going to play the Broncos. Oh, you, you literally took my choice. Swear to God. Oh. I, I'm not kidding. I was going to say, well, not to cut you off or anything, mm. but I was going to say my dream is New Orleans, Denver. I would like New Orleans, but Denver. I, it's not going to happen. It's not. Mm. It's uh, my, my guess was going to be same friend. I'll change it up now. Uh, Denver and, I don't know. You go, Jesse. <laughs> I don't really have any because I haven't been doing research. I was watching a little bit of whatever was on TV while I was working, and I just realized, like, wow, the Raiders have a lot of new players on their team. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Flynn. Yeah, Matt yeah, Flynn starting. and mm-hmm. Charles Woodson and whoever else. But I'm, de- I'm definitely looking forward to this season. It would be nice. Uh, 
as a Saints fan to have Sean Payton back. Oh, definitely. Oh, um, well, this is trying to disturb us. Uh, Sean Payton, it'll be nice to have him back. Hopefully, uh, it can kind of turn around the defense. They have a new coordinator, mm-hmm. and uh, just generally enjoy NFL. I just enjoy football, so it's glad. I'm so glad that it's finally here. It's one of the July and August, at least early August, are horrible times for sports. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, I'm not a big fan baseball of baseball and golf. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. But um, anyway, that was my sports future. I guess. <laughs> Fast forward. Fast forward. <laughs> but what you got for us? In the re- oh no wait I already did the wait yeah I did the Back to the Future we this week. We didn't sign off of uh, sports rewind, did we? It was sports fast forward. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, we'll do it right. I, I just walked back in. Sports fast forward. Okay, okay. <laughs> in it properly. <laughs> anyway, today's Back to the Future. Let me go back to the realm of comic books real quick. Uh, these uh, talked uh, last time I mentioned comic books was when Marvel was doing their big crossover or uh, big event, Age of Ultron, which is now the subtitle of the new Avengers movie, which I hope to God, and I, well, let me rephrase this, I have all the faith in the world that Joss Whedon will make a movie that is better than that comic book crossover because it sucked in the end. Just my opinion. If you don't like it, send me an email and tell me why. But anyway, I want to talk about DC's event going on right now, which is the Trinity of Sin, which involves uh, the three Justice Leagues. You have Justice League, the Justice League themselves. You know, that's the classic Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman Green Lantern, mm-hmm. Flash. Then you have Justice League of America, which is a team made by the government to be the counter to the Justice League members in case the Justice League ever goes rogue or tries to do what happens in the video game Injustice and take over the world. And then you have the Justice League Dark, which is sort of like the mystical, the X-Files Justice League, for lack of a better word. And there's a storyline that involves, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it's, a re- it's really, really interesting and it's really good. Uh, again, I'm... As y'all, if you listen to the podcast, you know that uh, I got an iPad for Christmas last year. I got a hand-me-down iPad for my dad because he got a mini. So I've been reading a lot of comic books lately. I've been trying to catch up on the stuff that I haven't been reading since I haven't been collecting comics in probably about 10, 12 years. Uh, but this is going on right now, and it's really, really good. As far as you know, things that are out to read comic book-wise, I'd highly suggest it. It's only like two months in, three months in, and it's not like these books are going for like, you know, it's not like a Walking Dead number one or anything like that. I mean, you could easily uh, download them. Uh, any of those uh, apps or you know any other ways, uh, give it a read. Very, very good. Very interesting uh, concept for a storyline. It's not just your rehash like, oh, hey, you're a hero and I'm a hero, but we should fight a little bit and do some shit, and then we'll realize that there's another villain and we'll go take him out. And, you know, it's similar, but it's it's done in a really good way. It's really interesting, so definitely check it out. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much a Marvel char- guy. I like Marvel characters more. I grew up you know grew up on Superman and went to you know. Spider-Man, X-Men, and everything, and, you know, when I was really collecting, I was everything, collected everything, but, you know, always, mainly Marvel tends to be my favorite, but current, the current state of comics, DC is kicking Marvel's ass, in, really? as far as just, like, good stories, and the books that I'm reading month to month, much more, uh, much more DC than Marvel right now, so, uh, you know, if you're a comic book fan, you know, hopefully you can agree with me, if not, let me know why, anyway, that about does it for the meaning of life. Any final questions? What is the meaning of life, Daniel? That's, could take a long time. Give me a sentence. <laughs> Sum it up. What's your meaning of life? Put it to you that way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to really think about it. Meaning What's of your... life is to drive your enemies before you and hear the lamentations of their women. That's the word on the street. That's what I mean. I, I, I agree with that. 
I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> one day I will, and then I'll know the meaning of life. Anyway, uh, of course, hit us up on email if we said anything wrong, dumb, stupid, anything needs to be corrected. 80sRevisit at gmail.com, on Facebook and Twitter, and on the web at AwesomePods or AwesomePods.com, which will just take you to our Facebook page. Yep. But uh, keep checking that. I know I will. Uh, Surely going to have exciting things coming up over there. And also, don't forget, we are a part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which has not one, not two, not three, but now four hot topic shows out and relevant. Uh, Jesse, what's one, uh, what's the new, newest one to the family? Uh, why don't you know this? A... I don't know why. I can't, I can't remember the name. I know. Well, I think it was called that just so I could say, now you know this at the end. of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a catchphrase involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's 24 trivia questions if you're a fan of trivia podcasts or just being asked questions. That's the show for you. Gotcha. And Daniel, there's another one, too. It's Actually, there's two other ones. You can do whichever one you want to talk about. Uh, they have one that uh, it's called Duo Attack, which is your everything hero clicks. And uh, the most recent one, are, y- are y'all doing one? Y'all will be doing one soon, right? Duo Attack? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing one on Saturday. They're, they're, the... they're back in full swing, definitely. They had kind of a little hiatus, but now uh, our beloved Trey Harris is actually hosting it, and Jesse Sigley, along with, uh, I would say, so every so often, Justin Owens. Yeah, will every so often. Yeah. Be part of the. He wasn't even aware that we did two. Oh. <laughs> when I talked to him, I didn't know y'all did two. Yep. But yeah. if you have any type of hero clicks, if you want some knowledge on it, definitely listen in. And then, of course, there's Geekly Dose with Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Ocentelli. Uh They should have some fresh new episodes up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, all the old episodes to catch you up on any and everything geek. Don't forget about them. They have some great uh, – Stephen had a really good E3 kind of wrap-up uh, a couple episodes ago. Really good, worth listening. Uh, brought up a couple of games that I'd heard about, but definitely after hearing him uh, talk about some of the concepts in them, made it uh, much more interesting things. to me. So definitely give them a listen. And next week – it's been a long time since we had a good theme. A good, no, not a good theme. That's wrong because we had Producer's Choice and Music Month. And we, had, we had some great <laughs> themes. It's been a long time since we had, you know, a group of films together that form a trilogy. And we've done, we've done the greatest trilogies, save one from the 80s. And yes, I'm talking about Indy Anna Jones trilogy. And yes, I said trilogy because there is no fourth film, I tell you. There is no Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. If you think so, you are living in a coconut-flavored dream. There is no three. I mean, there is only three. <laughs> oh, I fucking blew it. <laughs> You're going really good, too. I tried. Anyway, that's right, everybody. Now, again, Daniel has seen... I've seen Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade. Now, I'll tell you what. Let's do them in chronological order of the film. Not when they were released, but the order of the movies. Uh, or when they take place. So we're going to start next week with Temple of Doom, then Raiders, then Last Crusade. Sounds so good. you could see them... Not the order, again, not the order they're released. Because remember, Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or not so much a prequel, but a different adventure. Mm. That, so. that took place before. That's right. Yeah. So, tune in next week for that. Don't forget the other podcast on the Awesome Podcast Network. And try to find your own meaning of life. And if you figure it out, let us know. We'd appreciate it. And until next time, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sinangelo. I like turtles. <laughs> Jesse said. <laughs> and what better way to sign off than Cowabunga!
find this show and more on facebook.com slash awesomepods and follow us on twitter at awesomepods. Pods.